Pakistan pleaded guilty last week. The ambassador did. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are guilty of having that man do things illegally. Hmm. <laughs> um, yes, I mean the ambassador <laughs> from Pakistan pleaded guilty uh, last week. Stop it. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Naked Eye. <coughs> Hopefully, uh, y'all listened to the wonderfulness that was Margaret Sanger last week, because <laughs> it was wonderful. Here we are to wreck your day. <laughs> and it's a good thing nothing, you know, newsworthy happened. At all. At all while we were, while we were away. on hiatus. It's okay. Yep. I went and saw Top Gun. And that was worth it. You saw the most American movie that's been produced since the last Top Gun movie. Was made. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was such a good movie. It was, it was, it really was. I mean, it's cheesy, it's corny, it's just like the uh, original one. But man, it was good. Yeah, I, I already wanted to see it, and then I found out that they put the Taiwan patch back on, and China said, We're, "We no show Taiwan." Happy movie. Okay, so the Chicoms don't want it. Ruskies don't want it. <laughs> We're back to 1980, folks. <laughs> and it broke like Every. six different records for Tom Cruise. He deserves it. In its opening weekend. And, you know, various other records for movies in general. So there's that. It's almost like if you produce what people want, they'll go watch it. <laughs> it's the hardest thing it's almost as if americans are starving for america i'll be <clears throat> damned if marketing 101 doesn't actually work <laughs> marketing 101 is listen to your customer who does that ah, nobody i mean coke didn't do it facebook didn't do it amazon doesn't do it anyway so uh this is as of June 6th, uh, Maverick has grossed over $291 million in the domestic boss, oh, box holy office. Holy shit. And $257 million internationally. That's $257 without China, which holy is the largest shit. market. What's the average that a blockbuster makes? I don't know. Uh, I guess you'd have to look. <clears throat> I don't know. Movie makes opening weekend globally. I can Google that. That might be a term that shows up. First three days, it earned 124 million. Holy <laughs> So to put that in perspective, opening weekend for Avengers was $357 million. Nice. Its total gross was $858 million. Looks like we got to go watch it a couple more times. Yeah. I need to watch it first time to begin with, but yes. 
The fifth highest opening weekend ever was Star Wars episode, whatever, The Last Jedi. $220 million On opening weekend? On opening weekend. So this got... Huh. That's really funny. So... This got just fourth, over half on opening weekend with still people trying to figure out if it's safe to go to a theater after they were shut down for COVID yeah, stuff. Right. The, the, uh, the episode seven Star Wars was number four at $247 million. Then The Last Jedi number eight was number five top uh, at $220 million. And number nine doesn't even appear in the top ten. It's almost as if people didn't it's, like what they did with Star Wars. It's almost as if it is It is number 14. Number nine, Star Wars Episode Nine is number 14 at 177 million. This almost did as good as that. <laughs> and it didn't have the Star Wars name attached no, to it. No, it just had Tom Cruise attached to it. That's, that's it. And Top Gun. Right. Jeez. That is that is crazy. That's a, that's a feel good story right there. That's what that is. Feel good. <laughs> Any hooters? Yeah. Speaking of yep. feel good, I suppose we should uh, get to our Babylonius bees. Is it time for that? Uh, yeah, a vitamin. Is it, is it that time for the, the vitamins? It's about that time again. All right. Well, don't forget to take your vitamins with some food. Yay. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to your vitamin B. Thank you. Here we are once again. Four score and 30 year ago. It's all right. We have some new tech news for you. Ooh, tech. I like tech. Yes, tech news. Not to be confused with Tech Nine, who is a rapper. Tesla employees' cars will now drive them to work against their will. <laughs> I'm just going to go get some groceries. Where are you going? <laughs> I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Dave. <laughs> Speaking of people receiving things against their will, out of work teacher forced to shout out her sexual preferences to random kids at the playground. <laughs> but but she's not trying to sexualize your kids. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. In uh, political news, protocol droid fluent in six million forms of communication still can't understand what Biden is saying. I mean. Yeah, he'd fry his servos or something if he... In a related but not exactly adjacent story, <laughs> Biden's teleprompter resigns to take a job at MSNBC. <laughs> Why'd you put numbers on there? You know you can't put... How else am I supposed to put a number on the screen? Yes, yes. Um... Our nation has been rocked recently with tragedy after tragedy. And uh, as the nation continues to debate different ways of moving forward, Chicago school's gun-free zone sign is riddled with bullet holes. <laughs> it's 
really interesting it's, thing is that some of them are going one direction and some of them are coming the other direction. It's very strange. It's doing its part. It is. It is indeed. It's not much, but it's honest work. Many <laughs> of you have probably heard about a new documentary uh, created by Matt Walsh. Ah, we yeah. have some tragic news today as everyone thinks Matt Walsh is being sarcastic asking what a woman is, but he legitimately doesn't know and no one will tell him. <laughs> so it's a, He only wants the truth. Why are you denying him the truth? It's a journey of discovery. It yeah, is. It is indeed. One man's journey. We have begun the month of June. Let your pride flag fly. Yes, good old red, white, and blue. In honor of Pride <clears throat> Month, Chick-fil-A waffle fries will be seasoned with salt from Lot's wife. The state looks down on sodomy. <laughs> That's solid. <laughs> and last but not least, in news pertaining to our own profession. Oh, wait, no. Uh, Nation's podcast hosts suddenly realize they're all just interviewing each other about each other's podcasts. I think we... Missed a memo or something. I think we did too. I haven't been. That's a thing. I haven't been asked to interview. With, what about you? No, I've, I've never been asked. But didn't know you could ask other podcasters you to could do that. talk about their podcast. That sounds redundant to me. It does <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Tell me about your podcast. Well, I podcast. Hmm, interesting. Yes. Well. Hmm, yes. Quite. This looks like podcast. An ad from our sponsor here. I won't put it on because it'll get taken down by people for being transphobic. Mattel introduces <laughs> Pregnant Ken doll. You can now have your very own at a store near you. And this has been your Vitamin B. You know, that was a disturbingly adequate vitamin D. It, we had uh, disturbingly adequate or disturbingly yes. accurate. I, that's what I said. <laughs> I said what I said, and Ad I'll say it again. Adequately accurate. Adequately accurate. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, with uh, gas prices on the rise, and driving into the uh, driving over to the studio here. I noticed every single gas station was at four ninety nine. Nobody dares cross over the five dollar mark. <laughs> I'm not going first. You go first. You go first. You go first. <laughs> Meanwhile, the line at Costco gets longer and longer. <sighs> Anyways, if you're having trouble paying for gas, you know you can take the advice of good old. Uh, uh, Pete Butt stuff, and just buy an electric car, you know, to offset the gas prices. And uh, we <laughs> stumbled across this video from uh, some GM uppity ups that are so proud of the electric car that they made. <laughs> and it goes a little something like this. I'm really grateful to be here today, and in fact, this is a chance for me to say thank you more formally. The, the Chevy Volt is upstairs. We'll be able to yes. take a look at it. 
photos. Yeah. Is it the plug? It's the plug. It's as simple as that. <laughs> the batteries are in the trunk? No, the battery in this particular design is a T-shape right down the center and across the back seat area. So when it blows up, it takes everyone with it? Yes. Because everybody thought we killed the electric vehicle. No, we didn't. It's alive and well. So proud. So what's charging the, the batteries right now? What, where, where's, what's the source of a... Well, electricity? here. It's, it's coming from the building. I mean, is it... Um, oh. What's our mix of power? Oh, actually, Lansing feeds the building. What's that? Lansing feeds power to the building. So I don't I don't know... They're, uh, I bet they're a bit of coal. <laughs> right now the car is charging off of your grid. Right. It would be charging off uh, our grid, which is 90, about 95% coal. Ooh. Ooh. Emotional damage. <laughs> you actually were. I do that quite a lot. The people are always surprised. You actually were telling the truth. Yes, we un we understood you the first time, Johnny. I heard you, Johnny. Is that correct? Yes, <laughs> you continue to be correct. <laughs> <laughs> so correct that he won-handedly, I might add. He still had to pay. He won. <laughs> he still had to pay a, su uh, a sum that was negligible because it was totally, totally encompassed in what he got paid. <laughs> And it wasn't even for something he did. It's kind of like trying to defend a was, Super Bowl game where was, one team scores his, seven points, another team scores 54 points. Yeah, but this team scored seven. They did. It was because his lawyer referred to her article as a hoax. That's why he had to pay. It wasn't actually because he did anything before the trial. It was because during the trial, it was exposed that what she wrote was a hoax. That's that's some emotional damage right there. <laughs> <laughs> right, and uh, uh, and she reported she uh, told people that she doesn't think she'll be able to pay all those fines. Emotional damage. <laughs> yes, that is what she was paying for. <laughs> Indeed. Tell the world, Johnny, see if they believe you. Bet. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a that's a fun little electric video vehicle. Yeah, the Volt, uh, the Volt. Well, that's an old video. Yes, it is. So what? Wait, it's wait. Still I, the same. What What happens when you have to replace the battery? Re replace the what? The bat the battery, the big T shaped one. Uh huh. That runs through the you, middle of you, the entire car. You just charge it. Yes, but what about when it goes bad and you have to replace it? But. You would just, you just plug it in. Yes, but after so many charges, it stops functioning as a battery, and you have to remove it and put a new one in. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, that that might fall under warranty, depending on when when that happens. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Oh, oh. It's okay. We'll just put in a new battery that was created with material gathered from a mass. But what do you do with the old battery? 
Um, we throw we we throw it away. Oh, that makes sense because you can't recycle those. I, I, um, well, it goes with the windmills. We put we put it put it with windmills when when the blades in are. the windmill graveyard. Um. <laughs> yeah. So proud. Yeah. So <laughs> proud of the. Oh, she was ninety five percent coal. <laughs> I I believe that they're coal. Uh, natural gas. <laughs> Oops. Neither one of those things is <laughs> where you would want it to be. I mean, if you're green. I mean, technically, like natural gas would be better. But technically. There is another. That's too damn bad! Yeah, it involves uh, digging a glowy rock out of the ground and never really having to worry about it ever again. I didn't think kryptonite was a real thing. Is that... I mean, we call it uranium here. But, oh! You know. Oh! Sorry. <clears throat> we haven't discovered krypton yet, so we don't know that. We have should have call it krypton. krypton. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right right. let's talk about one of our favorite things the seat of our pants yes flying biome yes (laughs) because i couldn't do the research in time for the episode we wanted to do (laughs) yes very sad anyway it got me thinking You so, have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have no idea. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, what, what emotional picked, damage are we going through this time? We picked a bunch of random articles to go over today because we just couldn't be bothered to take time out of our busy week to pick ones that were actually pertinent. Well, what about the gun stuff? Yes, if you go back to... Uh, <clears throat> what was the episode uh, to the 10th power or something like that? Yeah, something like uh, that. We went through all of the gun stuff in stats. You're more likely to die in a car crash than you are to die from gun violence. Yeah. We, so, we, moving on. We we already did that before everybody else decided to do it when a tragedy struck. Like a so, week before. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, timing was Couldn't have timed that better if we tried. <clears throat> so, now we're going to talk about the real, real issues why are you laughing because uh, the thing that's pulled up on my thing is the stupid meta <laughs> that was what I was referring to <laughs> now you get to read it <laughs> uh, it's a bold strategy cotton let's see if it pays off for him the headline <laughs> family sues meta facebook's alternate universe thing, whatever it is. Alter ego? <laughs> <laughs> where the, where they keep whatever's left of uh, Zuckerberg's... super villain name? It's where they keep what's left of Zuckerberg's soul. <laughs> you know the difference between a regular villain and a super villain? Presentation. <laughs> <laughs> One of the more underrated movies. <laughs> great family sues meta <clears throat> blames instagram for daughter's eating disorder and self-harm now just just i haven't read this at all just going off the headline here 
The family is suing Meta, Facebook, because of Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, I'll admit. But still, if for the layperson that most likely does not know that both are owned by Facebook right off the bat. <laughs> well, I don't know. So actually, the way this works is the main company changed its name to Meta and made Facebook a DBA. Right. So Facebook and Instagram are both under the umbrella of Meta. So right. they actually should be suing Meta since Meta is the parent company. Right, right. It. I'm just saying, for the person that doesn't understand, that's what's happened, yes. which I'm sure is most people on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> most, families, most people that have never bothered to look into how businesses work. Yeah, family sues Meta and blames Instagram. Why are they suing Meta if Instagram did it? <laughs> that's fair that's, that's the layperson take on the headline anyway anyway uh lawyers say the case makes unprecedented use of documents released with the facebook papers okay the facebook papers so what kind of bait are they using what kind of bait are you using <laughs> the joke's never gonna get old <laughs> i think it's because the double take the guy next to him those damn hooches go from ice shanties to hookers you know what happens when you get the hooches on the ice <coughs> next thing you know you got hookers pr- prostitution. Yeah, it's, prostitution say what Wait, what? <laughs> what kind of bait are you using <laughs> <laughs> anyway what do I need to know about this what do you need to know about I, what? this article? I, on the surface, I feel like I don't need to know anything about it because it's not f- Meta's fault and it's not Instagram's fault and it's not Facebook's well, fault. I, I don't know. Because there, there have actually been a lot of studies that show that the social media environment and the way that they gear things actually really do have a vastly negative effect on people's psyche. Yes, I understand that. And stuff. So the argument could be made, especially when... In today's world, yes, they have absolutely a case. In the sane world that we left behind probably about 100 years ago, I don't know when the progressive era started after Woodrow Wilson. No. (laughs) Anyway. Preteen girls' addictive use of Instagram resulted in an eating disorder, self-harm, and thoughts of suicide over several years, according to a lawsuit against the platform's parent company, Meta. The lawsuit, which was filed in U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California late Monday, heavily cites the Facebook papers, a trove of internal Meta research documents leaked last fall that revealed that the tech giant knew Instagram was worsening body image and other mental health issues among teenage girls in particular. Yeah, especially uh, after they were all told to not go and socialize in person for a couple of years. That couldn't have anything to do with it either. Mm-hmm. Um, case was filed on behalf of Alexis Spence, who was able to create her first Instagram account at age of 11. That's problem one. Without her parents' knowledge and in violation of the platform's minimum age requirement of 13. Problem two. Still too young. <sighs> The complaint. Well, I mean, this this really is. It's it's a hundred percent the parents' fault for not monitoring the social media use and and intervening themselves. Like in the end, you can only really blame yourself. But at the same time, 
because I'm I'm also guessing if she has this without their knowledge at the age of eleven, if she doesn't have a phone that's her phone, quote unquote, that the parents gave her that has access to the internet at the age of eleven. <clears throat> Then the parents did a terrible job of making sure their computer was in a place where it could be seen at all times from people just walking by in a public area of the house. So, yeah. That's why I said what I said earlier. Yeah. However, we're past that. (laughs) So now here we are. The complaint alleges Instagram's artificial intelligence engine almost immediately steered the, t- the then fifth grader into an echo chamber of content glorifying anorexia and self-cutting and system- systematically fostered her addiction to using the app. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we kind of covered this two years ago in the f- December where we pointed out how kids were suffering mentally because they couldn't socialize with mm-hmm. each other. Um, and we're stuck to just being on the computer and fast forward a little bit more. Suddenly there's not really all these anorexia problems among teenage girls. And, uh, now there's an issue of how do you identify and the suicides associated with that. But I I digress. The lawsuit was filed by the Social Media Victims Law Center, a Seattle-based group that advocates for families of teens harmed online. Now 19, wow. (laughs) Formerly confident and happy Spence has been hospitalized for depression, anxiety, and anorexia and fights to stay in recovery every day as a result of the harmful content and features Instagram relentlessly promoted and provided to her in its effort to increase engagement, the lawsuit states. Yep. Um. Yeah. Lisa Crenshaw, spokesperson for Instagram, declined to comment on the Spence lawsuit, citing that it is active litigation. <coughs> Translation: We we we're probably in trouble. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's pretty damning when their own research shows, and then they keep doing it. Yeah, exactly. Their their own research showed three years prior to this that they had a negative effect. It's a good thing we don't have anything. Algorithm. It's a good thing there's nothing like that for Pfizer or Moderna. Yeah, no. Well, we'll figure that out in the next 35 years. <laughs> 70 years. 70 oh, years. Yeah, 70 years. Um, uh, let's see. In a, in a post that Meta CEO Mark... Zuckerberg, with an S, published on October 5th, 2021. Following the early release of the Facebook papers, he wrote, I've spent a lot of time reflecting on the kinds of experiences I want my kids and others to have online. And it's very important to me that everything we build is safe and good for kids. If I remember right, doesn't didn't he and, uh, what's his name, Jack Dorsey, not let their kids have accounts? Yeah. Yeah. And then the, uh, <laughs> just just as a side note, the guys that are uh, in charge of FBI and CIA and stuff like that have tape over their computer cameras. <laughs> and they also don't allow their kids to be online. 
Yeah. Huh. Well, it's almost as if there's something there. Almost. <clears throat> That's why when I get a laptop, I usually get one that has an actual manual physical cover for the camera that you can click into place. Yes. Um, while we can't comment on the specifics of active litigation, this is Katie Durkitz, a spokesperson for Snap. Um, <clears throat> nothing is more important to us than the well-being of our community. Uh-huh. Which is why you work with the Chicoms to do facial uh, recognition. But uh, we work closely with many mental health organizations, provided in-app tools and resources for Snapchatters as part of our ongoing work to keep our community safe. Good for you guys. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Then it goes into uh, the girl's story. It goes into her addiction and, and all of that. And then it goes back to the research. Really interesting, some of the things in here, though. Like, um, let's see, where was it? Uh, Facebook papers leaked by former Facebook product manager Francis Hogan made public internal studies that Meta had conducted over the preceding three years. Meta conclusions contained in the documents included that Instagram makes one in three female teenage users feel worse about their bodies. The app is addictive by design, and it algorithmically drives vulnerable users toward pro-eating disorder content. Huh. Hmm. Our research has shown in real time Instagram's recommendations will still latch onto a person's insecurities, a young woman's vulnerabilities about their bodies, and drag them into dark places that glorify eating disorders and self-harm. This is uh, Senator Richard Blumenthal, Democrat from Connecticut. That's what Instagram does. So, and then... Um, Let's see. What's super tragic is Facebook's own research says as these young women begin to consume this eating disorder content, they get more and more depressed, and it actually makes them use the app more. Dopamine. That was uh, a quote from Hagen during a 60 Minutes interview on CBS in October 2021, days before she addressed Congress to warn of the damage of Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, her, uh, uh, her mother said, we started losing her slowly, piece by piece by piece. There was nothing that we could have done because we were fighting a multi-billion dollar corporation and we have two different interests at heart and their interest is not my daughter. Nope. You are just a cog in the machine to pump out money and to push agendas. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. On a brighter note, Matthew McConaughey talked at the White House today. I, I have yet to see the light. Yeah, me either. The Just fog is fun not to say brighter. The fog is not lifted. Never have I ever <laughs> wanted to listen to this man talk about this subject. The, <sighs> yeah, the guy that uh, is best known for the most stoned out man in Hollywood history. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Be a lot cooler if you did. Hey, McConaughey, do you know anything about firearms? 
Not really. <laughs> be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently his hometown is Valde, Texas, and so he spoke at the White House today concerning uh, gun violence. Yay. Which it's obvious from his comments that he actually doesn't know anything about guns. Are you sure? Yeah, no. Like, what What could possibly give it away from the things that he said? Uh, let's see. The first words, uh, we need background checks. Well, his first words, actually. Uvalde is where he learned responsible gun ownership. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then... And then we need, we need background to, checks. And then he said, we need to restore our American values and we need responsible gun ownership. Yeah, close enough. And, and then, then he said, <laughs> we need background checks. <laughs> we need to raise the minimum wage to purchase an AR-15 rifle to 21, despite the fact that most handgun violence is perpetrated with... Most, or most oh, gun violence is go. perpetrated with handguns. There you got it. There we got it. We need a waiting period for those rifles. It doesn't that make any difference. A handful of states already have that. We need red flag laws. That wouldn't have made any difference because they ignored all of the red flags that went up on this one. Yep. And consequences for those who abuse them. Again, there already are. However, and again, most, it's already doing nothing. Most shooters, especially of the mass shooting kind, commit suicide or suicide by cop. So, whatever prison fines are associated with breaking also, the law of killing people. There's that pesky little phrase, shall not be infringed. Uh, but Joe Biden said that's not absolute. Yeah, yeah, but it is. <laughs> Except for the fact that it's the most absolute of all of the amendments. <laughs> Except for that fact. And there are absolutely those of us that will enforce it absolutely. <laughs> These regulations are not a step back. They're a step forward for civil society and the Second Amendment. Is this a cure-all? Hell no, but people are hurting. Families are. Parents are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, See, maybe this wouldn't happen if the kid actually had both parents. Or any parents, for that matter, considering his mom was gacked out. Yeah, drunk half the time, if not stoned. You yeah, know, so maybe they should have just arrested him when, you know, he shot his grandmother in the head and then she called the cops on him. Yeah. Yeah, that's your first sign that um, if the first victim is a close family member, there's bigger problems than any red flag you want to throw at him. Because <clears throat> the red flags have all been ignored until now. <clears throat> yeah, I find it interesting too that uh, you know we the uh, Democrats want to enact these gun laws, add more stuff, and enforce more stuff. But in order to enforce, you pass a law, then you have to enforce the law, right? In order for the law to have any effect. Generally speaking, <clears throat> again, the the whole thing behind uh, gun free zone signs are just stupid. Yeah, so yeah. so they they want to add these things to it, and this is the party that spent a year and a half 
with a platform of defunding the police with law enforcement agencies across the U.S. experiencing such record lows that they are adjusting academy entrance requirements so that <clears throat> not as good people can become police officers? Well, I wonder if, uh, if Valde would have gone better if they had better trained police officers yeah, so, on site. So you want the police that stood outside of that school for an hour while children were being massacred. To be the only recourse when something goes wrong. And to be the ones that enforce gun laws on the citizens while they stood there not enforcing the gun laws on a single citizen. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, that's enough of that. Yeah, I'm done with that. Yep. <clears throat> Let's go on to cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that is this, in society. This, this no, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, this, oh. this one's actually good news. Oh, okay. This All right. One's I'll good pay news. I found I found some good news. I guess I'll pay attention to this one. So, apparently, there is a new cancer drug breakthrough. Hmm. Yes, it had a 100% success rate. That's promising. That is promising. Mildly. So, uh, let's see. Of course, they only tested it on one person. You you know, one one or five, something like that. 14. So, in 2020, nearly 340,000 people died from rectal cancer. Now, a new treatment giving hope for beating the disease and maybe for other forms of cancer as well could be available within a year. This is from the New York Post. Um, So a recent trial conducted by researchers at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. That is a mouthful. Yes. Published in the New England Journal of Medicine, so you know it's legit. Yeah. On June 5th, produced results that are all but unheard of. 14 out of 14 patients are in remission Incredible. for up to two years after treatment. Four others are still undergoing treatment. Even better, the drug Dostarlimab. Dost- We're just going to call uh, it Dostar. Has shown no side effects or downsides. I'm gonna give him a call and help him name that. Yes, seriously. Like, that's at this point we have so many drug names that we're just like we're we're running out of combinations of letters, so we're just slapping random ones in. (laughs) Just kind of. It doesn't even matter if it makes sense sense grammatically or like phonically. Like, what the hell? What's it called? I don't know. Just throw your hands at the keyboard, see what pops up. Uh, radiation is effective in eliminating the tumor, but it impacts the patient negatively. Up to 30% of those who undergo surgery need col- uh, colostomy bags. Yay. Dr. Andrea Sersik, an oncologist at Sloan Kettering and a co-author of the study, told The Post, radiation also can result in sexual dysfunction. That's the worst part. They get really. better, but they are not functionally the same. She hopes to see the, F, the, the drug approved by the FDA as soon as possible. They'll probably approve it right after they approve Pfizer. Yeah, probably. Uh, I just realized something. What? So nuclear energy is bad, right? Generally. But nuclear energy is good 
generally to get rid of cancer. Fair. (laughs) (laughs) That's not the same. It's radiation, which is what you get from nuclear stuff because there's a reaction going that's emitting radiation. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, the drug has a lot of exciting potential. Uh, NPR interviewed another doctor, uh, Dr. Hannah Sanoff of the University of North Carolina's Lindbergh Comprehensive Cancer Center. Um, And she basically reiterated the same things. Um, She was incredibly uh, optimistic uh, about the drug. Um, So this drug is one of a class of drugs called immune checkpoint inhibitors. These are immunotherapy medicines that work not by directly attacking the cancer itself, but actually getting a person's immune system to essentially do the work. These are drugs that have been around in melanoma and other cancers for quite a while, but really have not been part of the routine care of colorectal cancers until fairly recently. Also, interesting side note, another article I read that I couldn't find when I was looking for this earlier um, states that these are also known as monoclonal antibody treatments. So oh, the, the, thing that, <coughs> the thing that's banned to make you better from yep. a certain virus. Um, so there are very, very few side effects that were shown in the, in the study. Most people had no severe adverse reactions at all. I feel like uh, I feel like the qualifying words in that are a little ominous, but okay. Well, I, I well I also feel like cancer maybe something mildly upsetting ten years down the line. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Way some options here. Yeah, looking at the uh, I, I don't know if I like seeing the pictures that I'm seeing that they have on here from the New York Post. Of oh, right, yeah, the... Uh, before and afters. Before and afters. Because it's all kinds of images of persons' bodies that you probably should not... <laughs> that are not natural for the human eyes to see. <laughs> but it is incredible seeing the baseline and then... Just six months later, it's gone. The, the baseline being the tumors and the cancer. Um, so the other article that I read before, I really wish I could find it again. Um, oh, you know what? I probably can't. I, I bet it was Daily Wire that I Keyword. saw that on. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, the, that other article was talking about... Um, so the, the study originally was supposed to go for... Uh, a set period of like three to four weeks, if I remember right. And then it was supposed to segue into, it wasn't three to four weeks. It was like three to six months or something like that. It was supposed to segue into additional um, cancer treatments of uh, chemo and, and surgery because they didn't think it would actually like completely cure the cancer. Right. Because the people that they were doing these tests on were stage three and four so cancer basically patients. done. So they were more or less like it was over. 
Yeah. The light's not quite at the end of the tunnel, but, but uh, it was it was getting there. there there's a there's an obvious glow. <laughs> yeah, right. Um so I'll I'll see if I can find that article from Daily Wire that talked about it too and and we can add that as a reference here for those things. Um but to wrap up the NPR one, Dr. Sanoff um said that the uh the next step for the drug would be to get a bigger trial where this drug is used in a much more diverse setting to understand what the real true response rate is going to be. It's not going to end up being 100%. I hope I bite my tongue on that in the future, but I can't imagine it will be 100%. And so when we see that the true response rate is, or what the true response rate is, that's when I think we can really do this all the time. Right. So very, very promising new cancer drugs and what are you on about over there i was seeing if i could find a little clip of something but i can't so yeah well fine (laughs) anyways so another Another fun thing with dumb gun control stuff. Kind of circle backing to that. Why you got to do me like that? She's gone. I thought you missed her. Um, They want to uh, enforce all these restrictions on firearms, but they don't want to block the source of illegal firearms. Thousands of migrants march through Mexico. A caravan of between four and 5,000 migrants, most of them hailing from Venezuela, which, uh, was it 20 years ago, 30 years ago, was the third richest country in the Western Hemisphere? Huh. I wonder what happened to that. Couldn't have anything to do with uh, socialism. Son of a you done messed up, A.A. Ron! No, nothing to do with that. Nope, not nope. in the least. Central American and the Caribbean, Caribbean through southern Mexico was headed towards the United States on Tuesday, June 7th. That was today. Today! Today's the day! <laughs> yeah, they're just uh, marching on through because... That's it. That was the whole article. Yeah, because, well, you know... It's not like there's an open invitation for them to just come into the United States. Nope, not even a little bit. No, no. Which is why the Biden administration is fighting against Texas and others to keep, uh, to get rid of the uh, uh, thing that Trump did that makes them stay in Mexico until they're actually processed. Anyway, anyway. Well, uh, what year is it again? That's, I, I feel like that's uh, something that's been... 17. We've talked about that. Is it? Seven, oh, oh, oh d- this year. This year. This year. Yes, this year. Yes, this is like the 10th caravan of thousands of people that have come through. This so is, is not is, counting the thousands, hundreds of thousands that have already come through without a caravan. Is Abbott going to bust these ones to D.C.? <laughs> 
<laughs> what needs to happen is one of these states, preferably Texas, because it's Texas, but <clears throat> I'm losing faith day to day with Abbott, um, is to just start enforcing border policy. Because technically, the Supreme Court said, no, you can't do that way back when. That's racist. Because Arizona tried to do that years ago, and the Supreme Court stepped in and said, no, that's a federal thing. That's for the federal government to sort out. That's not for you. So it'd be great to challenge that and just start enforcing it because the federal government isn't. So Right. Right. The uh, Constitution of the United States is... An amazing document that helps unite the country and the states together and bring more power and all that stuff. But it is also not a suicide pack. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so it's about time that we just uh, cut off the pieces that are dying and move on. Because I, I guarantee that if, again, like Texas decided to, you know what, we're just shutting this down <laughs> from the Gulf to Arizona shut her down or new mexico new mexico <coughs> and uh so i decided i was gonna have to shut her down <laughs> if they do that and uh i bet florida utah handful of other states oklahoma would happily send extra resources down to help them actually enforce the border policies of the united states you would think because, you know, it's all those people, they get to Texas and they don't stay in Texas, as we've covered. Sometimes they're flown to Florida or to Idaho or to, I don't know, pick a Republican state because their economy is doing much better than a Democratic state where they can actually support, to an extent, a flood of people coming into the state illegally. Yeah. And doing something like that will allow us to handle stuff closer to home, like preschool teachers abusing children. Oof. If you needed any other reason to, uh, to homeschool your kids, to find a way to homeschool your kids, two Georgia preschool teachers were arrested after a live camera feed. Live. Live. They did this live camera feed. Cop. Both teachers abusing pint-sized students. Hmm. The footage shows one teacher stepping on the fingers of a child and then bumping another student with her knee from behind. Another teacher can be seen using her finger to push a student's head back after getting in the child's face. Um, the first one, prison. Second one, never working in school again. Yeah. <clears throat> the incident occurred in a three-year-old classroom three three-year-old like is the classroom three-year-old or is the classroom full of three i think full of three-year-olds okay since uh, it's pint-sized at, at students parker chase preschool in roswell according to wsb tv two parents watched it as it happened i saw it but i was like no i didn't see that parent gloria bargi told wsb tv this is a new york post article by the way uh, she and parent Brant Duncan rushed to the school and demanded the teachers get away from the kids. Good yeah. parents. Yes. Good parents. Well done. 
The victim's parents and police were contacted. The parent of one of the victims who did not want to be identified also spoke out. It was a matter of seconds and knew what we had seen was deliberate and my stomach was just in my throat at that point, she told WSP-TV. Several other victims have come forward since the arrests and a larger investigation is underway. The preschool fired them almost immediately over inappropriate disciplinary actions. Uh, yeah. Good on you for the preschool. Good. Good. And see, this, this is one reason why cameras in, in classrooms are a good thing. Yes. Why? So you can ta- catch teachers doing bad stuff and so we can see teachers doing good stuff. Yes. <laughs> it's just like body cams on a cop. If you are in the it public... It doesn't do any good if it's turned off. If you are in employed in the public sector, meaning you are pay, your salary is paid by tax dollars, you should be able to be viewed publicly on all the actions you do while on the job. Yeah. Because accountability. Indeed. Speaking of accountability... The FBI bond. Wait, uh, it's seventy five thousand dollar bond for one of them, but the other one didn't get a bond based on her asylum and immigration <laughs> status. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. 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 The FBI. The FBI sees him. Sees him. <laughs> Some of you may die, but that's a risk I'm willing to take. Yes. (laughs) The FBI has seized the electronic data of a retired four-star general who authorities say made false statements and withheld incriminating documents about his role in an illegal foreign lobbying campaign on behalf of the wealthy Persian Gulf nation of Qatar. This coming Joe from Biden or MSA. I didn't know Joe Biden was a four-star general. He I was not he was a four-star general. This is a... General John R. Allen. Oh, completely different guy. Led U.S. and NATO forces in Afghanistan before being tapped in 2017 to lead the influential Brookings Institute. So, uh, it's part of an expanding investigation that has ensnared Richard G. Olson, a former ambassador to the United Arab Emirates. And Pakistan, who em- pleaded guilty to federal charges last week. Emirates. Whatever. They, they, they weren't uh, previously the United Arabs. They were... <laughs> Emeritus. <laughs> Emeritus. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> it's over there. I don't care. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pakistan pleaded guilty last week. The ambassador did. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we are guilty of having that man do things illegally. Hmm. (laughs) Um, Yes, I mean the ambassador (laughs) from Pakistan pleaded guilty uh, last week. And Ahmad Ahmad Zuberi, a prolific political donor, now serving a 12-year prison sentence on corruption charges. Good. This, This sounds nice. This is nice. This is nice. The court filing is detail Allen's behind-the-scenes efforts to help Qatar influence U.S. policy in 2017 when a diplomatic crisis erupted between the gas-rich Persian Gulf monarchy and its neighbors. There is substantial evidence that these FARA violations were willful, FBI agent Babak Adib wrote in a search warrant application referring to the Foreign Agents Registration Act. That's what FARA stands for. Oh, 
Allen also misrepresented his role in the lobbying campaign to U.S. officials, Adib wrote, and failed to disclose, quote, that he was simultaneously pursuing multi-million dollar business deals with the government of Qatar, end quote. Oops. Yay. 77-page application that was filed in error and was removed from the docket Tuesday after the Associated Pre- Press reached out to federal authorities about its contents. Hey, what's in this? Uh, nothing. Not a thing? <laughs> not a. What, not, not a. What's in what? I, I didn't. You're seeing stuff. <laughs> There's nothing there. You're going to do some nothing reporting to see or what? Here. What's going on? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good that they're cracking down on the hard corruption that is within the FBI. The, I mean, the CIA, this, I mean, the, um, uh, state department, I mean, state, uh, uh, military, uh, Congress shoot. <laughs> Wait, it's only everywhere. It's, it's a problem with the cancer. If you don't excise it at the beginning, then it just kind of spreads. To everything. To everything. Yeah. Weird how that happens. Yeah. Y- yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much the story. That's the story. And you're sticking to it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty much it. All right. <sighs> so now... My butt hurts. <laughs> Should have used preparation H. <laughs> you know they make that in a bullet form for all the inflamed assholes you run into every day? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Spit my drink. Almost. Missed it by <laughs> that much. Almost thou persuaded me to spit. <laughs> so close so uh extreme ownership what is it and why it why should it be my mindset extreme ownership all right so we're we're starting a little new segment here um once in a while we're gonna do these kind of self-improvement self-help sections an apple a day if you will yeah an apple a day there we go (laughs) write that down write that down (laughs) (laughs) an apple a day will keep the bowel movements regular um, so I've been told, <clears throat> so I've been told anyway, extreme ownership is the topic for today. Um, some of you might be familiar with this phrase from, uh, Jaco Wielink. Wielink? I don't know how to say his last name. It's, a, it's odd. Anyway, Jaco used to be a Navy SEAL. He's now retired and does, um, talks and such on, uh, Various things, but he talks a lot about extreme ownership. Um, and he tells a story about when he was still in the military, serving as a SEAL over in Iraq. Um, he was in a firefight where he had his team and a U.S. Army team and a U.S. Marine team and a friendly Iraqi team all in the same city, and a firefight broke out 
that was between two of between his team and and the Iraqi team, all all the people fighting each other, the allies rather than fighting the enemy, and uh, friendly fire. Friendly isn't. friendly fire is the bane of yeah. of all military existence. Yeah. So, of course, when when the smoke cleared and um, the situation was finally resolved. And there was injuries and deaths um, of the allies involved. Um, he had he and his team, along with the other military people, I'm sure, all had to report to their superiors about what had happened. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Pretty huge. This is this is the kind of incident that usually results in court martials, court martials, and yeah. things like that. Um, and he, he walked into the room with uh, his team and his superior officers. And um, the first thing he did is he asked everybody in the room whose fault it was. And he had several members of his team raise their hands and, and claim it was their fault because of lack of communication, because they didn't verify targets, because, because, because X, Y, and Z... And he eventually stopped them and he said, no, it's not your fault. It's not any of your faults. It's my fault because I was the senior officer. I was the one in command of the operation and all faults fall on me. And this is, is kind of the idea behind extreme ownership. And it, it fits in really well with a lot of things that, that I've been learning and, and I hadn't realized I, I had apply, applied a lot over my, my life. Be, um, before you get a little too deep, yeah. something that's actually kind of incredible about that thing of <clears throat> nobody on his team pointed at somebody else. Yeah, I thought that was pretty amazing too. What does when, that say about the him as a leader? If he's got that team that he's in charge of, and they're all willing to take the blame for themselves. Yeah, and he, he talks a little bit about that. So we'll include a link to um, a psych article, actually, that talks about extreme ownership, and it talks about Jocko, and it actually has a link to his uh, TED Talk that he did at the University of Nevada a few years ago. And um, you can you can watch that video. I encourage you to watch that video. Uh, hear the story from, from his exact words and and really think about what that actually means um and the psych article um takes that story and it says uh it it says i encourage you to keep the following in mind do not place blame elsewhere own your mistakes aim to continuously improve because there is always room for improvement Success is your responsibility. Do not complain, ruminate, or dwell because these are a waste of time. Instead, take feedback from your predicaments and think about what you'll do differently next time. Do not spectate at your own life. Actively engage in it. Recognize that your decision and your habits have consequences. Have a good attitude. You're more productive when you're positive. Your attitude sets the tone for your environment. 
Uh, and this, this really, it feeds and it builds on a lot of other um, mindset concepts. So when we're talking about uh, extreme ownership, um, you know, uh, Jaco uh, especially kind of focuses on owning the mistake. You know, when a mistake is made, take ownership of it and don't let uh, the blame fall anywhere but on you because then you can use it as a way to improve. So the other things that, that um, I've studied that really feed into this is the concept of uh, controlling your thoughts. Um, and this is, this is going to, this is a little bit, little bit of a stretch out there because, you know, well, how does, how does extreme ownership deal with your thoughts, right? So there's a, a saying that goes, what you think you say, what you say you do, and what you do you are. And this is a very important concept when dealing with your personal mindset, especially when considering ways to be successful in things that you're doing. Um, Because it it all starts at a base level. The base is your thoughts. You know, you don't, don't think nasty about somebody at your work because if you have nasty thoughts about somebody at your work, you're eventually going to say something nasty about somebody at your work. What you say, you do. What you do, you are. So, it's a very, very straight line from the things that you think every day and the person that you are. And this applies especially in your mindset of what can you do and how can you be successful. Because if your mindset in that if your thoughts are, I can't do that, well, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. Because you've already thought that you can't do it. You've already had the thought that it is too difficult and it is something that is out of your grasp. And what you think, you will eventually say. What you say, you will eventually do. And what you do is who you are. Regardless of who you think you are, it all starts with your thoughts. So, how do you get from a negative thinking mindset to a positive thinking mindset? Well, one of the steps is extreme ownership. Inventory your day and find out the places where you made mistakes and own them. Because there, there really is, in, in the long term, in life, there is no real such thing as failure. The only way to truly fail at something is to completely give up and not continue trying to succeed. So... If you take extreme ownership of your mistakes 
and everything that you do in your life becomes your fault. And when I say that, I don't mean in a negative way that you are to blame for everything all the time. I mean in the way that you are in control of your life. There is nobody else in control of your life at all. You are in control of your life. So there is no, somebody else made me hate myself. There is none of that. That's not a real thing. You hate yourself because you decided to. So when you decide to no longer hate yourself and you begin to change that mindset and take the ownership of your own actions and the things that you do in your life, then you can change and you can become successful. Um, and then, so the, the next part of this that I want to talk about is called cause versus effect, right? Mm-hmm. So when I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm saying, take, I'm saying, take extreme ownership. I'm saying, change the way you think, think about the positive on it. Think you can do something. Think, you know, these are, these are stepping stones, right? So the next part of the evaluation that you should do is look at cause versus effect. So when I say that, what I'm talking about is if you look at your life and the things that happen in your life and categorize each of them into a cause or effect, meaning you are the cause or you are the effect, right? So I get up in the morning and I work out and I feel great. I caused that. I am the cause in the way I feel in the morning. I'm eating good, so I feel great. I'm the cause of that, right? So any, anything that you categorize in your life as I did something, that is a cause. You caused that. And then anything that you are constantly thinking, well, somebody did this to me, that is an effect. That is, you are the effect, right? So categorize those things and then look through your effect list and realize that none of those effects, none of the externals on that actually really changed you. It was your reaction to them that changed them. So they are all, in fact, causes. And you need to take extreme ownership of that. And you need to be aware of that mindset and change it. Because if you can change from I am the effect of something somebody else does to I am the cause of everything that I do, then you can begin to see that you can change your life. You can begin to see that you have control and that you can make a difference in your own life, that you aren't just the victim of somebody else's whims or the universe's whims, but you are in fact the driving force in your own life. It's a... 
It's kind of like the uh, act versus react. Exactly. Type mentality. Um, so raising children, believe it or not, is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. No. And oddly, the more you have, the harder it gets. <laughs> in a, in a uh, like additional type of way or an exponential type of way. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> that clarifies that. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. well. It's good. Um, <clears throat> that being said, it is also extremely rewarding. Why do I? Why does every parent? You talk to just about every parent. They'll tell you. Ah. Uh, because they're Kids. drugged up on brain chemicals <laughs> make them love the little bastards. <laughs> it, it helps that they have they have a level of adorableness <laughs> until 8, 9, 10 and it starts to wear is that, off. Is that where the line is? <laughs> um, I thought but, the line was right around the first time that you pick one up and there's shit running up its back. No. <laughs> no, because... The dopamine kicks in really the hard. Kicks in really hard when they start <laughs> repeating things that you say, like "Oh goodness, oh goodness." That is not uh, the repeating. What I say is not a thing I'm looking forward to just yet. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble. But part of part of the thing that makes parenting so rewarding is one. It starts with you being in this kind of mindset already. Mm-hmm. But being able to help your children understand that mindset as well. So right now our oldest, he's seven, just turned seven. And emotions are really starting to take effect. <clears throat> and so uh, something happens that he doesn't like. He immediately reacts to that thing. Mm -hmm. And it takes a hot minute to uh, try to calm him down while also maintaining our level of calm <laughs> to help him understand that your sister is going to pick up the train that you set up in the middle of the living room. <laughs> Quick, use the forget me stick. <laughs> if you don't want that, you have to set it up here at this time or just under or set up a little thing for her to do her thing or play with her. Um, but anyways, helping him recognize that things happen and the emotions that you feel, they are real emotions that you feel. They do happen mm -hmm. because that's part of life. However, what you do with those emotions is what um, propels you forward or holds you back. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, so he'll get upset at us because it's bedtime and he wants to keep reading or keep, I know we have a problem with our child wants to keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought at I'd seven? say that. Never thought those words would come out of my mouth. Um, yeah, he's, he's a walking encyclopedia, just soaks up everything he reads and he loves to share it with everyone whether they want to hear it or not. <laughs> um, Sounds like a couple other people I know. Yeah, but it, it gets to a point uh, specifically with um, his toys and such of when it's bedtime, he sometimes doesn't like that a lot because he, he has an idea of in his head of what he wants to keep doing with his Legos and he doesn't want to go to bed until it's done. 
but it's eight o'clock. Mom and dad need to wind down before we go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds about right. (laughs) Um, And so trying to teach him, he just, he just gets these emotions and it. You can see it just building up and raging within him. Just he keeps fueling it more and more because he wants to tell us what he's feeling, but he doesn't know yet or understand yet exactly what he's feeling. And so when we try to explain it to him, he gets more angry, more upset because we're not saying you can never play with your toys again. We're just saying it's time for bed. And then Hmm. in the morning when you wake up before we wake up, you can play with your toys again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's the reward with parenting comes from seeing your children understand these things as fleeting as it may be at times, especially with younger kids. But to see um, your, to see our oldest go through this absolute, I don't know what kind of demon possessed him type rage one night to the next day playing with his sister, setting up a thing aside for his sister, setting up a thing for his little brother so he can just do his own thing. And then when they do come and intervene, he asks us for help instead of raging at it. And it's like, ha, we did it. (laughs) We did it. And then the next day, rage. Ah. (laughs) Ah. But it's those moments (laughs) where you can see that something is taking root. Something is holding on. Um, There's an old thing in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on... It's taking hold. It's taking hold. Shame on you. No, no, it's not. Oh. Yeah, we lost it. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. <laughs> Thanks, George. <laughs> we miss you. We don't. Yeah, it's, it's really fitting that you bring that up because I, I often compare um, the, the way that your body and your mind react to things uh, to a toddler. Um. And, and you have to train it the same way. Yes. You know, so if if you allow your body to signal you it wants something in a certain way, then it will always signal you that way. You know, so... In, in your mind, there is the mammalian mind and the reptilian mind. Yes. The reptilian mind is always and never will not be a child. Yes. <laughs> yes. It understands basic needs i want to eat i want to sleep i want to sex Mm -hmm. and i want to want yes (laughs) the human mind the mammalian mind is calm down (laughs) and and it is it is the same with your thoughts your thoughts will not find order they will not find peace unless you discipline them they, they will not do what you want them to do unless you take the time to train them to do it the way you want to. So you're saying Jesus was onto something when he said cleanse the inner vessel before you clean the outer vessel. Yes, huh. exactly. And that's, that's precisely what the whole idea behind this is. is it, these, are, these are the beginning stepping stones. And you know we can sit here and we can talk about it all day. And... and you know, most people that are listening probably won't understand half of what we say. <laughs> but the the real takeaway you need from this is that 
you can do whatever you put your mind to. And that's where it starts, is your mind. You have to fix your mind on the goal, on what it is that you want to do. And you have to reinforce it and train it to understand that the only way to get there is to own what you do. Do or do not. There is no try. Exactly. You know, you can you can go to your day-to-day job and you can blame your boss for the fact that you don't make enough money to support your family. You can, you know, blame your wife that your kids are out of line. You can blame your kids that you never get enough sleep and that you're always grouchy. You can blame you you can blame pretty much anybody in your life for everything that goes on in your life. But if you do that, you will never have the things in life that you want. You will always be upset with what you have. Now, if you take the opposite approach to that and you blame yourself for not getting paid enough, you show up to work, you work harder, you work smarter, you get more done, and then you go in and you tell your boss you want to raise. You own it. And then your boss doesn't give you a raise. You own that. You take it and you go use it to drive you to do something else. Find your own way. Start your own company. Go find a different job that respects what you can do. And this, this way of thinking, the idea that you are the cause of everything in your life it will not only help you to drive through the things that you need to do and get more accomplished and learn more from your failures. There, like I said before, there is no such thing as a failure. There is only opportunity to grow. The only real failure in life is giving up. And so if you take this mindset and you push through and you use that to drive you into these different things you'll find a new level of self-respect which will drive you into greater and greater opportunities. It'll drive you into more and more things that you can do and that you feel you can accomplish. And so you, you take that take that self-ownership, that extreme ownership, and take that idea of you are the cause of everything in your life and Go make changes. Find things in your life that you don't like and make them change. Because it's the only way they ever will. If nothing changes, then nothing is going to change. It's a dead-end job because you made it a dead-end job. Exactly. So if you, can, if you can find this, go and jump on things. Go and do things. And realize that anything that you do will either succeed or fail because of you. Because of your mindset and the effort that you put into it. And once you get to that point, it's life-changing. I think, uh, I think this quote probably sums it up. <clears throat> Hollywood's, Hollywood sucks for a lot of stuff, but every once in a while they have some gems. Um, 
but uh, this is from uh, whatever the newest Rocky is, uh, Rocky Balboa. <clears throat> when is was it his son that he's training or whatever uh, is all upset because he can't win the title? He keeps telling himself he can't win. Well, I mean, there's also the Creed movies, but yeah, the last Rocky movie, Rocky Balboa. I think that was his. Son, uh, was that his son? I think it was his son. Yeah. Anyway. The kid's basically doing what Mike was talking about of just he's beating himself up and pointing fingers and dwelling on the negative. And Rocky tells him, let me tell you something you already know. The world isn't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit about how hard you're hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward how much you can take how much you can take and keep moving forward that's how winning is done now if you know what you're worth then go out and get what you're worth but you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody cowards do that and that ain't you you're better than that we all have if you haven't already, you're going to have a moment in life that challenges you to your core. And if you let it, that challenge will beat you down to a place where you stay there and you float just above rock bottom. And that's where you find the alcoholics, the addicts, all these people seem to get nowhere in life, always in trouble with something, never making anything of themselves. They get to that point because they had something challenge them to, their, to the core of everything they believed, to the, everything that they thought was right, wrong, all that stuff. It challenges them, and they decide to give up. And then they get stuck there. And then there's people like this Navy SEAL that we started with. I can only imagine the emotion that was coursing through his body. The sadness, the anger, the rage, the... (laughs) I don't even know how to describe how I would feel if I found out I was firing... On friendlies? On friendlies that were supposed to be there by my side helping me get rid of the actual bad guys. Um, guys that you sit down and had a meal with right before you went out, you know? <clears throat> and that guy, he could have let that moment break him. It could have easily broken him or any of those other soldiers. But he decided... To let it build him up. He took he took control. He took ownership of what happened. He said, I screwed up. I screwed up. I need to fix this. Here's how I'm going to fix it. And he pushes forward. And now he's giving TED Talks, inspiring other people to do the same. Along with whatever else he does, because Navy SEALs are extremely accomplished in anything that they do. Kind of like they're the best of the best. <laughs> kind of. Kind of like that. Um, but yeah, Will, 
Every single person will have a challenge like that in their lives if you haven't already had it. If you have had it and you let it beat you up, find a way, find a person, find anything positive and let that help start pushing you forward. Yep. I'd like to end with a couple of quotes here. From the ever magnanimous Thomas Edison. Ah, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work (laughs) in reference to his 10,000 light bulbs that didn't work. Albert Einstein, there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. Oscar Wilde, we are all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. And last, but certainly not least, the great and wonderful Dr. Seuss. (laughs) You have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself in any direction you choose. You're on your own, and you know what you know, and you are the only one who will decide where to go. And that about sums it up. Yep. Leave it to Dr. Seuss. Yeah. And if, if you do need someone to reach out to and you don't know who, reach out to us. Yeah. We've, we've both had extreme tragedy in our lives. Um, and we've found some way to push forward, push through it, and help it make us better. Not to say that we were perfect at it. Or that something we new every day. Or that we don't struggle with it still from time to time, but that's just part of the process. Um, but we do have an email on there where you can reach out um, to share stories or things like that you want us to talk about, or if, even if you just need someone to let things out to. Um, we're here. Yep. We also have a Discord channel. A number of ways that you can get to us. Facebook is one of the less likely options. <laughs> Every day, less and less. Um, but yeah, we'll. But yeah, <clears throat> if we see you, we'll we'll, we'll reach out to you because yes, we like to offend everyone possible, but at the same time, we're not complete douchebags. It's <laughs> it's not out of a hate for other people. It, in fact, it's out of, out of love because <laughs> you, you, you can't help somebody by lying to them or helping them lie to themselves. Are we told to be good Christians or nice Christians? That's fair. We're told to be good Christians, right? Yep. Christ, was he good or was he nice? Well, I mean, he was nice. Making a whip out of thorns and um, <clears throat> chasing people out of the temple isn't beyond uh, flipping over tables. You wouldn't really quantify that as being nice. That, that's not that's not outside of the uh, <laughs> the oval of love. There. <laughs> yeah, if you actually look at what he did, not not just the spiritual stuff, just looking at the things he did interacting with the people that had power and were in charge of everyone. He was not nice. No, no, he was not nice. In fact, he was rather flippant and I kind of liked it, (laughs) but he was good. Indeed.
Because being good doesn't necessarily mean that you're nice. Being good means that you're honest. Mm-hmm. A good friend is an honest friend. A nice friend, you don't really talk to them a whole lot. <laughs> you know, and we can be wrong about things. Everybody just does their best to tell you the truth that they have found. Yep. And if you find a different truth yourself, or you find the truth, I should say, there's only one truth at any given point in time. There's not multiple truths. There is the truth. If you find the truth and it conflicts with something that somebody else has said, go with the truth that you found. Yep. Because in the end of your life, you are the cause of everything that happens. And you can't pin your decisions on what somebody else says or does or claims or anything like that. In the end, you are responsible for figuring it out yourself and acting on it. You, you are responsible for you. Yep. That's good. I like it. I like it too. That's why I said it. With all that. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. into it yeah <laughs> an encoder error occurred while recording why 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 would you park there why you're welcome Gosh dang it. Da ba 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 encoder. What if we change to that? And then do that. Hey! I am the master commander. Oh good. Oh, good. <laughs> Is that it? Are we good to go? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, okay. That's it. We're just making sure. Yeah, do your thing. Just taking a survey. <laughs>